Hello, you're listening to the much-delayed Consequential Podcast, coming to you sort of live from Thought Bubble 2017 in Leeds. Uh, we're in a hotel room, so any noises you hear are crazy people in the corridor or just, I don't know, fires. Gastric distress. We're in, we're in, a, we're in a big city. Stuff, stuff happens. It's not that live, is it? I mean, they could be listening to this next week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the boss of you. You can listen to it when you want. I am Dave Convery. The other one that you just heard is Roger Hart. Hello! And with us is bookkeeper to the stars, Clary Maguire. Uh, of yeah. Problemchimp.com. Yeah, I'm going to go with festival favourite. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Third year running? Third, yes, probably. I can do numbers. <laughs> Clary can count to several numbers. Whichever numbers you want, she can do them. The best numbers. That's problemchimp.com. Problemchimp.com. The future predicted. The present explained. The past apologised for. Whew. I like it. Yeah, it was really good. It's from Creature in the Pit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to you, but I'm very white. You are that. So we're just gonna we're gonna do a day one roundup of the stuff that we bought that is interesting and worth reading. If you're here, or even if you're not here, you can track it down because we will put links to it. Roger, I hate you so much. What have you been reading? Well, I haven't really. Been... What have you been buying? Yeah, I was going to say I haven't had time to read any of it. I've been either buying the books or in the pub not reading the books. We have been in the pub a little bit. A little so bit. If you detect a slight slip in editorial standards this week, fuck you. <laughs> Excellent. So we we went, we talked to some interesting people. Um, we found a few cool things. So. What I haven't bought, because I had it already, but um, what everyone should go and get is Hannah Berry's Livestock. That's going to be a clear runner for sort of Book of the Festival, I think. This Mm. is her sort of incredibly angry howl at consumerized, marketingized, corporatized modern politics and sort of, if you like, the erosion of the function of democracy through media capture. I love it. Also human cloning. quite fond of that. Yeah. It's it's super fucking bleak. Homunculi in my case. It's 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 a bleak, bleak but weirdly delightful book. Odd moments of warmth, harrowing. That's very much the Hannaberry promise though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh I can't remember what the tube train Adam Dean. Yeah. Really oh god, that's one of my that. favourite things. People kept describing it as uh, Jamesian, which I don't think it was at all. I mm. think it was just that it was quiet and people don't really know how to describe quiet horror. Yeah, yeah. it's quiet horror, but it's not. There's that... Um, I I don't know, in, James, in, in, in M.R. James' horror, it's it's always academic overreach mm. that, that undoes them. And in this, it's not that, but it is something that they would never have considered outside mm. of their control and part of their everyday lives so in that sense I see it but it's not a direct parallel mm. also it's not say in Norfolk <laughs> yeah brilliant um, brilliant book well worth getting um, she's signing tomorrow as well if you want to get it scrolled on um, show us what's in your sack of treasure yeah so uh, I went back to some old favourites this year actually so I, I, I made a beeline for some people I bought things from last year and got the next one so I went to Mindstain and got um 
the second volume of Damaris by Sarah Peplow, which is a, um, like, it's a gender-bending, social-crusading, horrifying, unpleasant, but occasionally joyous romp set in the 17th century. Um, a young... I, I've blanked out here. It's either a young girl passing as a boy or a young boy passing as a girl. I think a young girl passing as a boy um, falls for a kind of feisty bordello madam and ends up defending her from an angry mob and that's where the first volume stops and um, yeah it's it's just it's kind of unpleasant but tremendous fun second volume here here uh, here this year should be also good uh, black lodge press who are they describe themselves as queer anti-fascist comics collective or something very much like that queer anti-fascist comics was definitely part of their strap line I, like what's what's not to love right same-sex fondling and fighting Nazis. They're the people who did the uh, the the Butt Springsteen. Yes, Butt Springsteen. Joyous, yes, beautiful, bought, beautiful is, design. It's lovely. A zine celebrating Bruce, Bruce Springsteen and his butt by C.J. Ray. Look at the design of that cover. That's perfect. But C.J. Ray um, also does these little um, kind of woodcut ink print things. And last year I reviewed Bear and Laid. Um, and this year there's that, which were both kind of funky slice of life queer things. This year they got Into the Black, which is about an astronaut having regrets. And Springsteen thing. About which, being an astronaut? I haven't read it yet. Ah. And a Springsteen thing, which I guess you will come to? Uh, yes, yes. They are great. They're a, a small comics outfit with a beautiful artsy style. I spoke to them briefly. Lovely, lovely people. Um, Gravity things from Zainab Akhtar, um, the short box stand, what is left, and... Um, Musings of a Muslim hipster, things that I missed out on in um, the last short box I bought. If you don't know short box, it's a semi-regular monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, semi-regular comics package, um, curated and in fact published. Some of the stuff isn't available previously. By Zainab Akhtar, you give them about thirty quid, they send you some amazing comics in the post. It's just the best thing. Um, other things, other things, other things. Uh, Capitalette is here, who does Shade Runners. We've talked about Shade Runners on the show a couple of times. It's a webcomic about a world that is... Well, a world in which colour is only available to the rich. Everything's black and white, and if you're wealthy enough, you can have colour. And it's it's a funky, sort of Art Nouveau-y, very, very queer heist caper in a world where colour is valuable and can be stolen. Super cool. And they've got, um, Cavalette has a couple of short comics, including some delightful smut. I've accidentally bought a lot of smut. There's a lot of just, like, dribbling dicks in the things I've bought Accidental this smut. There is a lot of very vividly drawn dribbling dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's I, a jizz-centric haul this yeah. year. They are a-gleaming, those dicks. Sticky pile. Yeah. Um, so, royal request. It's, um... A prince and, and a guard getting it on for a few pages. And it's beautifully drawn, it's beautifully produced. And yeah, Capitolette does good smut. By the smut. Speaking of smut, um, Smut Peddler this year have um, Monster's Boyfriend. Very good segue, I liked it. Smut Peddler um, was a porn anthology, kind of very loving, very decent. Uh, Iron Circus, a comics publishing outfit. Yeah, Spike Trotman's. Yeah, uh, she's brilliant. Um, fantastic on Twitter, Iron Spike on Twitter, wonderful. Um, Monsters Boyfriend, it's a story about people with monstrous boyfriends, vampires, ghouls, robots, what the hell. And uh, some romance stories and a lot of kind of hot stuff, actually. It's, it's good, it's a good time. 
Again, dribbling dicks. Yeah. So I wasn't. That, that came out as if I was going to say something catty or judgmental. No, no, no. I wasn't. I just was drink sucking wine off my teeth at the same time. I was preparing to speak. Mm. Uh, I didn't initially get it because it looked furry. Is it? Monster but boyfriend. It, but it's more. No, it's um, encompassing. There's some furry stuff because monsters. So I literally just opened it at two. <laughs> Yo, they really are giving it. Some. Weird elf creatures. One of them powerfully up to the other. Um, While we're on the topic, uh, it's lovely that people feel in- empowered to wear fursuits around the convention, but yeah. you've got no peripheral vision. Slow the fuck down. And your tail kind of gets in the way sometimes, so, you know, be careful. Um, but it, it, oh, yes, for a start, it's, it's not all clear and it's not all furry, so this is this is a giant robot dick and some vulva. Mm. Um, <laughs> I love the way you say Yes. <laughs> Just the, the extraordinary way you just said vulva was... Yeah. I mean, it's it's forever going to sound like I edited out the word matron immediately after that. It's not my special subject. <laughs> but, uh, did, did, did I do a sexism? I, no. no! I think it was just your understandable distaste for vulva. That's, more conf- it's not, it's more confusion. not your bag. More it's confusion. no one's bag, that's yeah, the issue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it, it's not. It looks a bit furry. It's not. It's kind of pan mystical, I guess. Um, and I think some of the stories are going to be sweet and tender, and some of them are going to be hot that and spicy. That looks like Jess Fink. It must be. You're looking at now. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's Jess that Fink. Sense, it looks like Jess Fink, doesn't it? Uh, the art is so good. It's Jess Fink. It's Jess Fink. Thirsty work by Jess Fink. Oh. It looks like mountains, and there's a cute deer, and then there's some fingers up a butt, and I think it's going to be a good time. We may have been away for two months, but I can still identify pornography upside down <laughs> at a distance. <laughs> oh, not just not just fingers up a butt. There's a satyr, and he's getting in there. Good, oh, good to know. Um, that's a nice time. For Monster him. Boyfriend, um, edited by Spike Trotman. Um, Smut Peddler presents really, really good fun. Uh, if you want to buy some stuff from them as well and you're not into Monster Boyfriends, they do have like a pure horror anthology as well, which has some great stuff in. Yeah, and they also have non-genre erotica and non-erotica romance and various other bits and pieces. They've got a lot of queer stuff here this year. Yeah, they are sort of slowly... Spike's slowly building up a publishing empire for interesting things. I love their model as well, which is just aggressively, like good cynically, using Kickstarter as pre-order. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, the other thing I picked up, so there's a guy, P.B. Rainey, he's got a graphic novel out that I'm going to go back for, I think. But he um, he's done a lot of strips for Viz, and then collected a bunch of them, and he does a lot of short gag strips. And he has a sort of zine thing, which is Pope Francis Goes to the Dentist. And it's ten short comics about Pope Francis going to the dentist. Okay. And they're these little, like, short panels, very kind of British-style... Um, oh, there's an octopus. Um, and short, very texty panels about the Pope having a crummy time at the dentist. Because is that the... I think he might have done stuff for Bugs and Drugs. Possibly. How old yeah. was he? Is he... Is he, um, he older. Then, he's then, a, yeah, yeah, I think he's... he's um, I don't want to pin an age, but... Because yeah. Bugs and Drugs was, like, 20 years ago, so... Mm. But, I, yeah, I think he might have done some stuff. Yeah, possibly. But, yeah, it looks it looks delightful. It's... Yeah, a collection of short gas trips about the post the Pope the Um Last one is um, perennial favourite of the podcast, Mr. Lucian. Yes, uh, I, I bought a couple of these as well. So, so Mr. Lucian is um, does a lot of illustration and a lot of interesting queer art and bits of bits of erotica, but has made a load of fun stuff this year, including some little scenes. My favourite, of which is Game Shows, a factual guide. 
which is full of interesting and definitely true facts about game shows. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. I also picked up the Whittlesea Straw Bear, uh, subtitled A Lovely Time for Everyone. Um, <laughs> which is, it's just about the Whittlesea Straw Bear, a folk tradition uh, out in Essex where someone wears a, a, a straw suit and wanders around from pub to pub getting pissed and gathering money. And it's totally normal and fine. Mm. And it's definitely not horrifying in any way. And it's definitely not awful. And if you go and see Miss Lucian and you try to pay by card, he will hold up a card reader and demand that you slip it in the commerce hole. Right in the commerce hole. So that's a nice time for everyone. Go and slip it in the commerce hole. He also has uh, Krampus postcards, and Mr. Hart here is, as we all know, powerfully sexually attracted to Krampus. So if you want to make his day, uh, you can buy a Krampus postcard from Mr. Lucien, draw, draw, draw something nice on it, or put a little short story about your favorite Krampus times on it, and, and mail it to, to Roger here, and, and that'll be good for everyone. You know that thing where I hate you? Yes. Yes, that, I did that, it. That I quite did. a lot. I, yes. I hate you. Clary. I have mainly been buying zines this year, and uh, I, I actually don't have a lot to say about a lot of them, because one of the things I was deliberately doing was buying them not quite sight unseen, but going, or right, that that's below a certain price point, and it looks good, I will buy as many of them until my money runs out, you know. So I did uh, a fantasy one called Loot All the Things, <laughs> which uh, has a very... Um, I have a slightly video gamey. Uh... Yeah, it, well it has that, that, that thing... That sort of uh, this is really bad because I always think of it as pastel neon, but there's that style of art that that's been big recently. The, Do you the, mean risograph? Probably, yeah. The, risograph the, printing. The butt. Um, that looks like risograph to me. Does the same thing, yeah. Hmm. Where it's the very bright colours, very uh, like into the know, in, like into the black. Individualised colours. Yeah. So risograph printing yeah. is a sort of separated. Um, separ separated colour printing that's been quite in vogue lately because mm -hmm. it's it's quite cheap and it's uh, repeatable while being unique because every mm -hmm. single, every time you run something through the plate it's got a different amount of oh, ink on it positions um, different. It looks like mimeograph. Is that is it similar? The same thing, yeah, similar. similar? Yeah, um, but it's a four colour separation um, process, so it's very similar. You run it through massive rollers. And it always looks like those things that, I don't know if anyone had them at school, that were like a bit like a photocopy of everything was blue. That's mimeograph. Yeah. 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 Made it's by, like a, I want to say, Gestner? Gestner? Yeah. Gestetner. Gestetner. Yeah. So all my zine yeah, we're, 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 we're just nerding out over <laughs> antiquated printing technologies. We'll yeah, basically. about the smells but, in a minute. But, but, but <laughs> the history of of small press comics is the history of reprogrammics. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Um, uh, jelly duplicators. Have you ever used jelly duplicators? Mm. This is literally just like a uh, gelatin sheet and ink, a uh, gelatin tray rather than ink, and you lay pages mm. and pull them off again. It's, to be fair, it's rubbish. But, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes rubbish is charmingly rubbish. Yes, indeed. So I got that. I got Space Pilgrim, which is a leaflet with a variety of prints um, it's, it's got actually about like half a dozen people working on it um, and 
they kind of just had the uh, they were they were given the idea of you know a pilgrim in space, and then they all work <gasps> together to, to draw all this. That's cool. Uh, but Springsteen, which we were talking about earlier, which I'm That's holding, Springsteen. Oh, just held up to the microphone. Uh, yes. Which is yes. such good visual design on the cover. It's lovely. It's very very sparse, and I mean it's it's almost just someone telling you the Bruce Springsteen Wikipedia page with occasional personal interjections. About his About ass. his ass. About, yeah, mainly. Circa 1985. Uh, every oh, decade. No, there's an ass for every decade. Mm, so no, so the, the CJ. Is, I stand corrected. CJ was telling about this. He said, spoilers, he does give the ass 10 out of 10 in every decade, but for different <laughs> reasons. He does. Um, and he's like, I, I pretty much agree with him as to which albums are good and which albums are not good, but then so do most people. And it's very good about someone who is very much what Billy Bragg would have been if he was in America. <laughs> I also bought uh, the first issue of Café Suada because mm. I hadn't previously bought it. Uh, I'm almost certain that's been discussed before on the podcast. Yeah, from Jade Sarson. Sarson, um, for the love of God, Marie was one of our books of last year. Yeah. Uh, Deeds Not Words, which is not a zine, that's a, the first volume of mm. a ongoing series of graphic novels. It's ringing a bell. Who it's, is it? Howard Hardeman and someone else, and I feel yes, really yes. bad. Yes, it's um, the, I want to say, deaf Victorian superhero. Uh, I think medieval rather than medieval, Victorian, right. but yeah, deaf, deaf historical superhero. Howard Hardeman is such a lovely man. He really, really is. He's yeah. moving to Rome. Really? Yes, apparently. Uh, um, he was saying they, yeah, he's moving, moving to Rome with his either now husband or future mm. husband. And they've like got a little plot of land and things, and oh. they're going a little bit survivalist. <laughs> but that's still cool. And he, it turns out, so he's been working on an, uh, a kind of classical sign language interpretation project mm. and a bunch of stuff um, around interpreting the classics with someone that turns out to be a massive little friend of mine, oh. uh, Liz Gloyne. Who's who, Liz Gloyne. She's oh. a classics academic. Um, she was at Rutgers in New York. Um, studied with, uh, she was a contemporary of mine at university. And she's, she's a wonderful person. And they, they've been working together on interpreting myth. Mm. And basically interpreting the classics, either for comics or for art installations. Oh, yeah. Because um, he, he did some lovely, uh, some really, really good prints. I've got... Mm. Uh, oh, Child with the Bear. Wisdom... God thing. Yeah. But it's a really, really good. Winnie the Pooh? No. Well, Lady of Wisdom. Blue. Minerva? No. <laughs> is it Minerva or Artemis? Artemis, Artemis with, a, with a bear is more likely. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's a super talented artist and a lovely man. He is. He, he really is nice. He's very nice to me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's all we can ask for in this shithole of a world. To. Yes, and after that is just uh, Can Opener's Daughter, which again has been... Can Opener's Daughter's about. fucking great. Uh, collecting Sticks, which again has probably most certainly been discussed oh, on... Oh, Joe... Joe Deci. Deci. Yeah. Deci or Deci? I don't know. Yeah, I know, do I? I've well, we've never Joe, anyone's right name sorry. on this. No, we no, never have. No, I, and I have misspelled my own name at least once today. I, so. I have, I've not done well for that either. <laughs> I answer to Roger. But you're called Dave. I meant my surname. <laughs> I'm spelled Dave. I feel like 
I should state that definitively now. I can spell four-letter words. I can spell my first name. Ooh, I'll give you some more four-letter words. I don't words. have a repeated have letter in my name when it confuses. <laughs> <laughs> Top-notch professionalism, people. That's what we aim for every single time. Counting, not spelling, is my profession. Uh, which is good, because I misspelled marketing earlier. Drawn Until Dusk, which is a zine of hourly diary comics. Oh, I don't yeah. know whether it's actually from is hourly comics. Is that Emmeline somewhere or other? I think so. I bought some prints from her. Yes. Oh, uh, yes, because you were I, showing I the, she did the drag the race. from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. They were lovely. Uh, another zine called This Is A Terrible Comic, featuring Moisture Man, uh, which is by someone whose name I now cannot remember, and that's the person who I misspelled my own name to. Excellent. Uh, small stories in featuring the flood, broccoli, the zine, broccoli. broccoli. Finally, broccoli gets the respect it deserves. Again, I was halfway to holding this up to the microphone. Where, where, where do I get the broccoli zine? It was in the motherfucker loves a brassica. The I'm marquee a outside Victoria Hall. So Victoria Hall. There was Victoria Hall outside marquee. Broccoli zine. It says live life to the veg on the back it and does. I'm very happy about I would, it. I genuinely I would love a tea towel that had that on, but yeah. sadly the we know about the tea towel work. market. The economy of tea towels at Comic Cons does not work. Not even slightly. There are like twenty-two contributors. Uh, some of them are actual children. Many of them are poets. So that's information to, to have in your head before you buy <laughs> the uh, the zine. But uh, so so far, that's been seen, and broccoli the zine are the two things I've actually read that I've bought. I have also been picking up any mystery parcels. Uh, if a if a stall does mystery parcel, I have been buying mm. one because for uh, to put aside for my advent calendar because I am a literal child. No, this mm. is great, right? This is the the small this, treats advent. Calendar. Yes, I do. Uh, I do myself. I have twenty four bags at home with numbers. And I buy myself things in October so that I've forgotten them by December. <laughs> and then I have a little present to myself every day in December. You sound embarrassed, but I think this is a great idea. It's really embarrassing. No, it's, it's capitalism and idiocy. All right. <laughs> it's quite like, bleak. <laughs> trying not to live under capitalism is hella hard, so we might as well make a good fist of it. Mm. Um, I feel like the sort of thing it would be incredible if I was doing it for a loved one. But doing it for myself is more on the bleak side of things. I, don't, I don't make know. me do the other podcast voice and tell you self-care is important. Because <laughs> I will. It's, I will do the other podcast it voice. Is, it's a very nice self-care thing to do for yourself in a testing time. And I, mm. I can usually bring it in quite cheaply because most of the days I don't have expensive things. I have just like a bottle of chocolate or something. And that's nice. That's, that's fancy really cheese. Nice. Or a fancy cheese. Or a tin of gin and tonic sometimes. Anyway, that's not coach right. <laughs> that's just. But it's good tips. Good tips for living your I life. I think if we've proved anything today, it's that, that occasional sporadic <laughs> drinking is definitely <laughs> comics related. But yes, so it's been a zine. It, there's been so many zines and shit this year. Mm-hmm. So I wanted, to, I wanted to raise this, which is the first year we came, there was a lot of what I think of as phoned in zombie landfill crap. Mm. And that's gone away and gone away, and there's still some, but the, the, every year we've been, the, the, the standard has raised. But one thing that's come in is, a lot of stuff is more digital now, so there's, mm. there's a, lot of more di- a lot more digital first then printed. So there's a lot, the landfill this year, I think, is my second or third digital project super, about superheroes. Mm. Standard is pretty high, 
But there's a lot more zines this year. The, Last year there was a big bump of them, and then this year it's carried on. And there's almost none of the kind of... Similar to what you're saying about Landfill Zombie, there's almost no, like, oh, it's a print of Sonic, but he's shaped like a TARDIS, or yeah. stuff like that. It's some people are yeah, doing, there's a bit less Some people are doing cash-in art, but not many, and the ones that are doing it well... Yeah. Some people some people want that, and most people who are doing it have other stuff as well. They have <laughs> narrative stuff, but... I mean, I, I sort of have that rule of not buying anything that's not narrative, because it's a comics convention, so... I've broken it, by the way. <laughs> Broken it completely. Yeah, I brought, I, I I mean, brought prints from RuPaul's Drag Race, which is as non-comics as you can I, imagine. I bought uh, the artwork from an imaginary film. What? So, um, I bought uh, Stransky. Uh, so you which you showed it to the right pro. By the... I'm showing oh it to God, you guys. Oh my God, that looks amazing. By, um, mostly by Lorenzo Eddington, but the, the Eddington brothers uh, do a lot of work for the Phoenix, and they do a lot of kickstarted stuff of their own work. Stransky is basically... Uh, the the artwork and the merchandising materials from a popular animated film of the 1930s or 40s that just doesn't exist. Oh my um, god! And it's fucking glorious. Those are amazing. Lorenzo Eddington really is an is. amazing, amazing artist. We're really not doing service to our listeners here, cause we're just, <laughs> but. but I, it, oh, that was all oh, those half tones nearly. Yeah, ah. they, they can look this stuff up, but it's full of like the idea is that the car, the film was incredibly, incredibly popular. So it's full of these marketing materials mm. and uh, spin-offs and toys and things. Um, and they was did that say just a full bleed poster insert from a poster that never happened. Yeah, and then there's all of the 3D stuff at the back as well, oh. um, in proper separated red, blue anaglyph 3D. It's. Um, it's very like French sixties, yeah. Or Italian sixties. What does that set you back? Uh, that was twenty pounds, I believe. Is that all? Um, they've got art books on their table. They've got loads of stuff. If uh, aspiring artists, they do. Lorenzo Eddington does loads and loads of um, little tiny. Here's how you do one very small aspect of drawing. Mm. Um, here's how you make things more interesting, and they're always really uh, interesting and clever. So they're definitely definitely worth looking at. He's like um, PJ Holden does a lot of that stuff. Yeah, because he's someone whose who's actual comics aren't so much my cup of tea. Mm. He does that very chunky. He does a lot of 2008 things, mm. but he just absolutely, almost grindingly records his process so that people can learn from it. It's really, really good. Jesse Ham's also very, very good for yeah. this. Mm. Uh, I picked up Food Baby by <gasps> Lucci. Love that. Because um, I didn't get that in short box when it came out, but that's lovely. It is. It's recipes and it's things about food, and it's just like just tonally lovely. Just it's got really, this long really sort of love story to instant ramen and ways of making it more delicious. Yeah, which I think we can all get behind. Yeah, because that stuff's thirty p and it's just real salty. We got Mr. Lucian's comics, which I talked about. I talked about the Whittlesea Straw Bear. You don't want me to do that again. <laughs> Um, and I, I've been sort of waiting till tomorrow to go back and pick up a lot of stuff because it's been very, very busy today. Yeah. It's been nice, but I picked up um, the second volume of Gaius. Oh, I didn't realize there was um, Because it was on No Brow's table, unfortunately, no Alexis Deacon's not here. But all of the copies that they've got have uh, extraordinary illustrations in, and, and th this one just sort of has a guy. Uh, Naked, cowering from a giant bird. So I bought that. We bought that. Is that the one about the guys? 
Yeah, it's about it's so it's a it's a, it's a story basically about a small town and their leader dies and they're sort of forced into this weird uh, magically enforced game of death to become the next leader by a local witch and it, it's sort of this weird battle royale situation from then on. The first volume came out last year. It was my book of the year mm. last year. Um, so I'm very, very looking forward to sitting down and reading that. But tomorrow I've got some stuff to go back and pick up from uh, some of the other tables. I was slightly disappointed Porcelain's newest wasn't done. No. They, they seem to have like a two-year cycle, don't Well, they? also we're two, two months earlier this year. Um, it's it's early, and also Chris Wild Goose has been doing a lot of stuff for DC Comics. I was I was really hoping for Volume Three of Porcelain, um, but yeah, no cigar. Uh, four of Mulp though. Volume Four of Mulp is out. I don't. I didn't get any of the other volumes of Mulp yet. No. It's Mouse Indiana Jones. Oh yes, I think it's, um, it's good. You know if you like that from that description. Mm. <laughs> so. We're going to wrap up in a second, but the show's moved this year, so we're no longer at the Armouries, which has been our spiritual home for the last five or six years of doing this. It's been all right, actually. Um, but it's been quite nice. It's moved into the city centre, into a series of marquees. And it makes it easier to go to the pub, which is a mixed blessing. Yeah, it's a mixed blessing, as you can probably tell. They've upped the security as well, presumably because it's bigger and that. Was no, um, so I think that's because the... Um, we, are, we are at a terrorism alert oh yeah, that stage. Be, so the UK is at bullshit security th- security theatre level five or whatever it's we called. Are, we, are, we are fully taupe at this point. It is mm. We are well into taupe and uh, therefore we can't have nice things. So there's a lot of queuing and bag checking. But yeah. beyond sort of the rush in the morning, it's not been bad at all. Um, there's a lot, there's more stuff. I think there's more stuff this year, but packed into about the same amount of space, which Well, it's all just kind of glued onto the sides of the town hall. Yeah. It's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a mixed blessing. It's been very, very busy today, which is obviously great if you're a creator, but it's been very, very hard to get to see everything. Mm. Um, so hopefully tomorrow we'll have a little bit more space to maneuver and we can get and see, uh, some more stuff. There's been some good cosplay this year. There's been some good cosplay, yeah. And some issues. But various, like, if you're cosplaying Spider-Man, just think about ball placement. Like, we don't need to see them distinct and separate. Yeah, get just, a, just get like, a cup. Well, yeah, either get a cup or really accentuate that shit. Yeah, what would Spidey do? He would... Greek tragedy style. He, he would... <laughs> comedy as well style. Oh, kind of Dionysiac mystery phallus. Yeah. Do not, do not get a Dionysiac mystery phallus and put it on under your Spider-Man costume, because you will be arrested or shot on sight. Because we are at security level taupe, and honestly, I think that would be classed as a weapon. That goes off in a crowd. It's not <laughs> Splash damage. And on that note. Who wants some more Beaujolais? <laughs> we're we're off. We're going to go and do a party. Mm. Hurrah! Mm. Tap wrong country tap out. <laughs> 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 Ta-ra for now. Ta-ta.